0: Each year, Rockland sponsors a poetry festival. Tyrone Green is this year's winner.
1: Images by Tyrone Green.
2: <laughs>
1: Dark and lonely on the summer night. Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. The watchdog barking. Do he bite? Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. Slip in his window. Break his neck. Then a house I start to wreck, got no reason, what the heck, kill my landlord, kill my landlord, C-I-L-L, my landlord.
3: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com.
4: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon.
5: I'm Lance Wackerly.
4: What's up there, Wacker? Pretty good. A lot it's of, uh, a lot of uh, racial tension I know. in the news I just said week.
5: pretty good when you asked me what's up. That's like... <laughs> It's like what a nerd does when a like a hot chick asks them, hi, how, how are you doing? Uh
4: Potato. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying I'm a hot chick? I made you nervous? No, I don't
5: know why I did that. No. I think I was reading something on my screen and not thinking about it. Is
4: thinking. it because of all the racial tension in the news? It's just kind of you it. off your game? I'm nervous
5: that this episode of The Craft is veering dangerously close to the some racial issues.
4: <laughs> so what are you, you going to say? We're like merging to, like, I'm not going to say
5: the N word, if that's what you're about. No, to but I mean, What do you
4: say? We're merging on like a white power podcast or something. Cause I'm not going that way.
5: I'm not comfortable with that. And I'm not comfortable with it becoming the, just the, like the white guilt podcast either. We have to, t- we have to, we have to go down the center. Yeah. You know,
4: yeah, that's the thing is like, we tow a, uh, a, a precarious course here. Because we, we kind of go back and We're forth. on the tightrope of history. It's, it's, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like we, we tread a difficult path because we want to discuss controversial topics, but we also don't want to come across as two like bitter old white racist men, you know, in our 40s that do this uh, vanity project uh, called the podcast. But the thing is, though, it's, a, it's undeniable, there's a lot of racial tension. In, the, in, this, in this country right now, and there's a lot of different events in the news that had to do with racism. So um, I kind of want to, it's like a racist grab bag today. Right.
5: This, we're know? doing the race racism speed round.
4: And we were trying to discuss like, you know, what's, what's, what are some good intro topics? And there's just so many. You know, you got, the, just, Bal- uh. you got the Baltimore riots. Now there's a hotbed of racism um, that, that's Allegedly. going on right now. You got the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. This is, uh, this is big news. I wouldn't say there's... It's pitting
5: well, the, the black people against the Filipinos. Yes,
4: some racism. And then the other, the other big story... With, well,
5: well, white, a bunch of white people look on like vampires with their
4: money. But we, what's funny about that, and I want to get to that in a second, is the white people aren't back in Mayweather. Mm-mm. That's for sure. And then not the, the white people I know. The third story, you know, serial killer who we've completely, well, not forgotten about, but, you know, is usually just mentioned only in jokes and in passing, Jeffrey Dahmer, the killer of Jeffrey Dahmer... Mm-hmm. He is in the, the news funniest about serial
5: him. killer, I think. Oh, he is For the For my humor dollar, uh, he's the go-to. Jeffrey Dahmer. Because he did, he, did, he did rape men and then eat them and they were all black
4: guys. <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Who's funnier than or there, the,
4: the clown? Oh, then Gacy? Cause Gacy's pretty funny too,
5: but I think he's yeah, a
4: try hard. He gets the suit, the, the balloons, mm. tries to be really funny.
5: He is trying a little hard, both from
4: Chicago though. Right. But Dahmer is a legitimate prankster. And we're going to get to that in a second. So there you go. Wackerly. It's like, we have all these topics and you know, as humorous, we, we need to pick out the humor in these very serious, divisive incendiary issues. And, uh, I guess uh, let's let's, let's do Baltimore first. I don't want anybody to Charlie Hebdo me. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm scared about. I don't want people to be like, these guys are racist assholes. I can't listen to the podcast anymore.
5: Oh, (laughs) you're worried about them not listening to the podcast? I'm worried about them breaking into my home and shooting me in the face.
4: Well, you live in Oakland um, or near (laughs) Oakland. Um, But yeah, so here you go. You get these riots. Um, Definitely uh, Baltimore City that uh, has had a riot in the past. In the '60s, a city that uh, you know is is uh, the majority black, and uh, here you go another uh, I don't another. Know if it is
5: majority black. I
4: think the majority is black, and uh, it wasn't in '68 when you had the '68 riots, but now I think it is.
5: It's a high percentage,
4: and Let's uh, just leave it at that. And now you have another. Not that uh, there's
5: anything wrong with that.
4: <laughs> but here's another example of police brutality. And a uh, another black young black guy getting killed, and you're like, okay, wackly, how do we make this funny? You know how we make it funny? We talk about the Baltimore mom. She was pretty funny.
5: I noted like some of the more um, left leaning websites and Twitter posters and on Facebook, uh, they're not appreciative of the
4: of the, the black Baltimore mom. mom.
5: The Baltimore mom. Why? Because they're saying it just well. You know, everybody knows, as everybody knows, that she came out and put the smackdown on her kid because she saw him on the news, and then he was on YouTube, YouTube sensation, getting hit by his mom and <laughs> taken out of the riots.
4: Viral, like this video went viral. It's like, but this they're saying menu.
5: so. They're saying it just uh, reinforces the idea that the only way to deal with uh, urban intransigence is with violence. But I don't think, is anybody ever, when a mom is smacking her kid, especially if it's a grown-ass kid, I guess if it's an infant, it becomes an issue, but everybody cheers any mom of any race smacking their teenager, because teenagers are fucking terrible.
4: And That's the thing, it's like, you read a lot of people being like, you know, this kid deserves a spanking, which mom gave him a spanking on national TV.
5: I'm pro, especially moms, maybe dads should be off limits, but I'm pro any mother- just beating the shit out of any of their children that are, like, above the age of 14. Corporal (laughs) punishment. Above the age of 14. That should be, you should be, like, all the way up to, like, 25. Yeah, your mom mom should just be beating your ass.
4: Or at least, like, pulling your ear, knocking some sense into you.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Putting pieces of soap in your mouth.
4: You know, I gotta say, though, that, watching that video gave me this this feeling of, uh, you know, when you're at your friend's house in high school... And, you're, and he says something sassy back to his mom, and the mom just walks up to him and slaps him in the face right in front of his friends. Right. And you're like, world star! <laughs> 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 or you're just sitting there like, oh, that that's awkward. Should we go? <laughs> and then he's like trying not to cry, but he's all red and pissed.
5: Right. Huffing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I've seen that happen. Because it's like, well, dude, you shouldn't have called your mom a fat bitch. So, sorry. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> that's, you know, dude, I don't do that because I know my mom would have slapped me. -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I kind of felt that way. And then the worst part about it, now because of the viral success of the video, she's parading him about like with Anderson Cooper. He's got a pose next to the mom that beat his ass on national TV. All Mm -hmm. I can say about that kid, I hope he never tries to be an MC and enters rap battles. Because, I mean, could you imagine? There's no way way you could win. I mean, even if he's the best linguist, the best rapper out there, um, he's got skills. But he's got MC skills. MC Noam
5: Chomsky over here. <laughs>
4: even if he has skills, you know yeah, uh, what? And, and all you got to he... say is, like, yeah, you got your mom beat. You got your ass beat by your mom on national TV. So, yeah. but You're
5: not going uh, to finish that rhyme? <laughs> <there>. <laughs> MC fucking Simon?
4: I, I'm not a cunning linguist. Okay. don't
5: do that. So, so you know what? There's nothing I,
4: worse than white people rapping. <laughs> yeah. And they, it just doesn't. Unless Quite it's 40 the, BC,
5: the BC boys can do it. Okay. Exceptions we,
4: prove the yeah, rule. Yeah, except the BC boys. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing the Baltimore mom fight uh, Mayweather instead of Pacquiao.
5: Um, I don't think that would turn out very well
4: for her. She's got a handicap. Like, I think she should be. <laughs> what uh... if she
5: spi- fights Mayweather's mom as one of the lead up fights, the bouts? Hmm.
4: That could probably work. One of uh, Mayweather's side hoes.
5: I love the Ring Girls. Maybe she could be a an unofficial Ring Girl and carry that card around. I even get a good look at her body.
4: Do you think she's going to ride the viral success? And like, uh, who are those idiots that make songs about like the, the Bed Intruder oh, song? Those
5: fucking guys, those redheads. Yeah. Those gingers.
4: Yeah. Do you think, uh, what were they called? Like the Lamp Brothers or something? Or the, uh, <laughs> the Lamp Brothers. Something like know. the Lava Lamp or the something like that. Yeah, sure. I don't know why I'm thinking of that. but They're
5: going to auto-tune her, you think?
4: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. If, like, Why don't they make a song like a uh, based on that mom? I'm surprised. And then she could write her viral success.
5: I think she should write, and she doesn't have to write it. She can get it ghostwritten. But she should come out with a book like The Tiger Mom. Ooh, she could be called like...
4: The Ghetto Mom? <laughs>
5: the Ghetto Mom. Uh, I don't know. The Bear Mom. What do you call t- Asian Tigers... I don't know. You are don't want to be black. Like, I don't want to go, don't go.
4: <laughs> I was about to say, what are you talking I about I don't really? like a
5: different area of animal. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah like a, I'm talking about a majestic, you know, mean predator animal. It's so like a black came bear, up with bear. Like a black bear. Yeah, a black bear. bear. There you go.
4: Okay. So she would be like the, the black bear strategy the black for bear raising mom. your kid.
5: Like, and it's just like chapter one, you got to beat your kid's ass
4: well, you know on she could, rag. It's kind of like Sarah Palin saying she's a mama bear. It's the same kind of philosophy. I could see that working. Yeah, but
5: her kids are fucking terrible. They, see, there's some children that could use a beating. Hmm. Not the Down syndrome one. I'm not. I'm talking about like.
4: <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that kid's like six and he's got Down syndrome. Yeah,
5: no. And this is what. I, yeah, this is why before I said uh, children should be beat. You know, starting at age
4: fourteen. So, do you think if Mayweather grew up with the Baltimore mom? He would be a bit more humble like
5: a, he'd be an accountant,
4: Yeah, but do you think he'd be a bit more humble? you know he wouldn't be such a, a a braggart he wouldn't be like you know abusing his wife flagrantly like, you know, <laughs> he has a history of domestic abuse Allegedly. Like even, well one of his one of his children, like his ten year old son was an eyewitness to uh his mother his his mother was sleeping on the couch. maybe they just walked in and beat her ass right in front of his son hmm. and the I'm son and
5: see how it turns out. <laughs> If I'm not on the podcast next week, you'll know why.
4: Yeah, but you don't make $50 million for just showing up at a fight. I made close to that. (laughs) (laughs) This fight's insane. So uh, there's all this hype going on tonight. Are you going to watch it? They're saying
5: it's like the biggest fight of the century, which seems a little bit overblown, don't you? Well, I think
4: that's all part of the hype. I guess that's how it works, yeah. But this is is a fight definitely worthy of hype because, I mean, they've been talking about this for the past six years.
5: I want to watch it, but every place is charging money, and I assume they'll be crowded. I, I might try and like find some uh, nefarious way to stream it or something.
4: I'm facing a, uh, a quandary here because you know uh, I want to go watch the fight, and I wouldn't. I'd prefer to go to a bar, but I'm Jewish and I don't want to pay thirty dollars to get in. Yeah. However, there's a work party going on with a girl that I hardly know. She worked there for maybe a week and then got canned but she's having this work party and she invited a bunch of people on Facebook, even like the owner's sons will be there. And a coworker of mine was like, well, you could tag along with me if you want. And I'm like, Hmm, no, would you do that?
5: No, i never want to see my coworkers on the weekend.
4: Yeah, I know. Like out of the office. I, I kind of don't like, except for a, a couple that I hang out with or go drink with. I don't really like to interact with people. It's like the owner's sons. Like I, I don't know them. I don't want to want them to see me drinking.
5: Are there names like Chad and Brad? Hey, Chad. Something Hi like Brad. that. Like Rob and what do you think of these Don two, uh, or something. These two brown people beating the hell out of each other. It's quite a, quite
1: an event.
4: Quite a spectacle. That's an interesting thing, though, you bring up. It's like, you know, you get a, uh, you know, a groups of black people beating the shit out of each other. People are outraged. But you get two. You know, you <laughs> get two guys in a ring. It's like. Inside some, a square rope. It's like let's pay eleven hundred dollars per ticket. You know, initially when those tickets went on sale, they're eleven hundred dollars a piece to go watch them at the, to go watch this fight.
5: Oh, to be there in person! And what they're saying is that uh, now they're obviously
4: way more expensive. If Over you're eight to, like, grand. Scalp them. Yeah, like be, tickets are selling being sold for eight grand.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think ringside even at the beginning was like ten thousand dollars.
4: So, who, if you were a betting man, Wackerly, who would you put your money on? Uh,
5: well, I mean, I don't know. Am I going to hedge or what? I, I, I don't know.
4: All right. Let's say, they're, okay. they're
5: saying that Mayweather's favored, right? He's got like, his arms are like 10 inches longer than Pacquiao, but, but you know, he's two uh, years Pacquiao's older. fast though, right? He's two and years he's older. older. yeah like, Both these he's guys are kind of old.
4: Both these guys are kind of old. Like uh, Mayweather's 38, 30, Pacquiao's 36.
5: Yeah, 36 so.
4: But what's interesting about it, everyone I've spoken children, to, to me. especially the white guys, but everyone I've talked to has been like... Oh yeah, Pacquiao. I want Pacquiao to win, but uh, if I were to bet, I'd bet on Mayweather. But everyone wants Pacquiao to win. Oh yeah, everybody loves So why do they not like the black guy?
5: <laughs> it's not that. It's just I, that Pacquiao's is the that. underdog. I think it's because he's... he's like used... a little squirrely looking guy.
4: Mayweather or, or Pacquiao? Pacquiao. Yeah, but Mayweather, though, has just been vilified in the media. And some of it, I think, is... is is deserved. I mean, it's like he does have a history of domestic abuse. Uh, he went to... He was convicted, went to jail for like six... Or I think he was given a six-month sentence in Vegas, and then they were just kind of For like, what? Well, for domestic abuse. Assault. Oh, he
5: was convicted. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not paying that much attention.
4: <laughs> no, in uh, 2010, he went to jail for like six months, and then Las Vegas is like, well, he had a fight coming up, so they're like, actually, you know, good behavior. We'll just let him. He served 30 days, so he got out. <laughs> it's like... You could read about how like... He's committed a lot of infractions in in Las Vegas and they've just kind of disappeared off his record. Hmm. And a lot of times it was just. Las Vegas is a we'll very corrupt city.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you say anything about it. He was born there, I saw it too.
4: Oh, it's easy. No wonder there's so much pride they like him. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that city, people are like, yeah, we're actually rooting for Mayweather. But everybody hates the guy. And part of the reason is because his lack of humility. The dude owns Jets. he uh, I was reading today that he's bringing a duffel bag full of $250,000 in cash so he can go to strip clubs and party after the fight.
5: Oh, my God. Those strippers are just salivating <laughs> out of both have- ends. Yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um which a lot of strippers. I read, that, in Vegas I read that it
5: doesn't even matter who wins the fight. I mean it matters for the belt, but uh belts I think there's multiple belts now. Uh but the, the money that's going these guys are gonna be paid is independent of who wins. It's like Mayweather gets sixty percent of the three hundred million dollars and Pacquiao gets forty percent. Yeah, something, something like nothing that. To like, sneeze at.
4: I mean, uh Mayweather just gets fifty mil just for stepping into the ring. Okay. And he stands to make over over a hundred million dollars if he wins.
5: I wasn't sure if I was like misunderstanding what I was reading, because I, I thought like you know you get more money if you win, isn't that doesn't that seem right?
4: Well, I mean you you get a lot of money in either case here, <laughs> in either situation those guys are gonna get paid.
5: I would trade my donuts for some of those dollars any day.
4: <laughs> but so you got everybody here. Rooting against Mayweather, I think maybe because he's unde- he's undefeated. The guy has forty-seven wins. He's only been knocked out once. He only lost one fight, and that was in the Olympics.
5: Well, in my town uh, is like something like forty percent uh, Filipino population. So
4: they're probably freaking out. <laughs>
5: I know. I want to just go around with a Mayweather shirt, just to I guess get my fucking face punched, so I can feel like I'm part of the action.
4: But Pacquiao's kind of a weird dude too. I mean, it,
5: it it always amazes me when when people are amazed that any boxer is weird. I mean, yeah, I know. Like, I made a career out of punching other dudes in the head and getting punched in the head for like twenty years.
4: Your cognitive function. But I'm functioning. a totally
5: normal guy. I like uh, you know playing cricket and whatever.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like your cognitive functioning is impaired by like sixty percent and you're I meant considered okay by the way
5: <laughs> even if your cognitive function wasn't impaired because people always bring that up about muhammad ali but like and then but then other people that actually have medical knowledge are like muhammad ali has like a genetic disorder it's <laughs> not <Stop laughs> from getting punched in the face
4: yeah but it might have been uh, brought on you look at holyfield holyfield can't even might have
5: been aggravated by you,
4: holyfield can't even uh, articulate a sentence
5: but look at sugar ray leonard he's completely articulate
4: is he? I haven't yeah. actually heard him speak in public Yeah, he does, he
5: does, uh, he does like, uh, whatever, color commentary. Hmm. You know what? So, but just the fact that you would, like, the type of person who thinks, like, I'm going to get really into boxing and that's just going to be my job. Really? Just getting in fights for money? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Bashing a weird type of person. That's a weird type of person, right?
4: It, it is odd. A- or
5: in Mike Tyson's case, you know, he was like forced into it because he had like a, you know, shitty background, but still.
4: Well, so did Pacquiao in a sense, didn't? Did you hear Mike Tyson? What do you say about Mayweather this week?
5: Oh, there's some great commentary from because uh, T- Tyson's backing Pacquiao and uh he's just talking a bunch of shit about Mayweather that he he like because Mayweather claimed he's you know as good as Ali. He's like he's better he's than well Ali done, Or better than Ali, yeah. uh, and obviously Mike Tyson's having none of that. And he he said something about how. You know why doesn't May? If he's so great, why does Mayweather have to like have a bodyguard t- when he takes his kids to school? <laughs> and like he, that Ali was a man of the people, and people the loved people. him. But uh, that Ali or, or Mayweather, you know, he people hate his guts, so he's not that great.
4: You know, Wacker, I'm glad you did that in your voice rather than Mike Tyson voice, because uh, oh, I
5: could do that in Mike Tyson's voice too.
4: <laughs> and now we're getting into the racist territory <laughs> again. <not> racist. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson has the least
5: you know, archetypical black guy voice of all time.
4: Yeah, but would you ever make fun of it if oh, he yeah, was right in the same face. room? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I would totally do that. So Manny Pacquiao, here's a couple facts that you might not have known about, and then we'll move on. This is kind of funny. So uh, Manny Pacquiao uh, ran away from home. He was homeless. That's how he got into boxing. The reason he ran, ran away from home is because his dad ate the family dog.
5: That is racist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
4: You know, it's not because his father was a monster. It's just his father had trouble putting food on the table. So ultimately, they decided the dog needs to be sacrificed to feed the family.
5: So So, everybody um, in the family ate the dog.
4: Yeah. And uh, Pacquiao was horrified. And uh, he lived on the streets. He ran away from home. And uh, he did things like selling donuts for a nickel um, in order to survive. And then he became a professional boxer at age 14.
5: Hmm professional boxer age 14
4: yeah you know oh, yeah. he's in prodigy so uh, he does not drink cold water because he thinks it's unhealthy when he was young he didn't have a refrigerator <laughs> how,
5: how cold <laughs> does it have to be to be unhealthy like refrigerated or yeah, he lukewarm said, he said uh, he drink like hot water right out of the boiler
4: said their family was poor and they always drank regular water so he doesn't like uh, cold water hmm. he was drafted in the filipino basketball league which i imagine uh they're they're quite proficient at the sport. Um, this is great. With the 10th pick in the 2014 PBA rookie draft, they selected Manny Pacquiao. You want to know why? Because Manny no. Pacquiao owns the team, and he chose himself in the draft because he's also the coach. Oh. <laughs> then uh, two rounds later, he drafted his cousin because he likes to keep it in the family. You know, he, is, he's, uh, he bought $3 million worth of tickets to fly his whole family out there. Filipinos. Well, I think his family. The Filipinos have huge families catholic yeah i don't mean that to be racist <laughs> um i gotta see this manny panquiao start in a movie about a plumber with superpowers yeah. it called super mario brothers <laughs> <laughs>
5: super Mario <laughs> brother
4: yeah it should be you know people get so excited about the avengers but it's like that's not real you know, that's not real. I like my superhero movies to be
5: independent and from the Philippines. That's what,
4: that's what I like, too. Now, that's a superhero movie. So, this, is a, this movie came out in 2009. It like
5: a, the plot of a porno. <laughs> super plumber. I'm your super plumber, ma'am.
4: It's a versatile plot. You could use yeah. it for porn. You could use it it's for timeless. super. Yeah, for superheroes. You could recycle it, repurpose it. Um, movie came out in 2009. It's called Wapak Man, in which Pacquiao plays a superhero of some kind believe it or not it bombed in the box i was gonna say i'd
5: almost rather watch that than the fight
4: (laughs) (laughs) well you could the full movie is available on youtube so we he do
5: a lot of boxing in the movie
4: but possibly i think he probably does a lot of toilet fixing as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) and boxing um he won a bidding war for a house in beverly hills after enticing the owner with tickets to his fight with mayweather so i guess um You got all these mansions up in Beverly Hills. You got rich people arguing and putting in bids to to get this. And you got, here's Pacquiao coming here and being like, you know what? I'll give you tickets to this fight. Now give me the house. Nice. And so they're like, okay, great. Here you go.
5: Cheers to that dude who was selling the house. He's just like, eh, I'll lose a couple million on the bids, but I'm going to go to this fucking fight. And then I got the, uh, you know, the notoriety of that Manny Pacquiao now lives in my ex-house.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, honestly, I'm going to try to watch the fight tonight. I think if I was to put money on it, I'd put money on Mayweather. But the odds are better if you uh, win, If Pacquiao
5: wins and you bet on him.
4: I would love to it's see Pacquiao pick. win. I think it'd be great.
5: I just think it'd be an interesting fight to watch because they're sized a bit differently, which is, I don't know. He- heavyweight fights are always so boring because it's just like these p- two it's big burnt. galoots it's just, just wailing on each other and they're kind of slow. There's usually big
4: hits and like you get the KO, but... uh. Yeah, but no one ever gets knocked out. It's always decisions in the lightweight boxing matches. Well, but it'll go the full time. Because what... I don't remember. Do you remember when they used to have
5: pay-per-view for all the big heavyweight fights like Tyson and those guys? And you'd pay for it, and then the fight would end after five minutes. You'd be like, oh... Good thing we spent a hundred dollars on that.
4: Well, you know, I, I remember this back in the nineties when you're in high school, it's like everybody get all excited, especially cause that back in the nineties when Mike Tyson was huge. Right. And we'd pool our, our, our resources and we'd pay like 80 bucks to get a pay-per-view fight. And we'd be all excited, get some, like get a friend to go buy us beer. And we'd yep. sit there and then the fight would last 60 seconds. <laughs> cause Tyson would just knock the guy out.
5: What's the odds on uh, there being like any like ear biting or anything like that in this one. Pretty low.
4: I haven't actually read that, but I bet you in Vegas there's probably all sorts of weird fringe oh, bets. I'm sure there's bets. all kinds of crazy bets. Yeah, so.
5: Um, is that it? Do we get through the racial grab bag? Not
4: quite. Uh, one person who probably will not be watching the fight is uh, Christopher Scarver. Christopher, Christopher Scarver. Scarver. Who's that, you ask? Let's see what the... Christopher Simon Scarver. And
5: song, is that based on him? Scarver O'Fair.
4: <laughs> it's got to be like the... the that was a reach. <laughs> yeah, that was a reach with that <laughs> reference. But anyway, Christopher Scarver, who is that? He's the guy who fatally beat the serial and murdered the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer in prison. And for some reason, it's become a news topic this week because the uh, New York Post interviewed him about why he killed Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs>
5: It's like this is the this whole week's been the opposite of a slow news week, right? Because there's all these Baltimore riots and uh, you know the Nepal the, earthquake, which we're not going to talk about. The
4: Mayweather-Pacquiao fight of the but for century. For some reason,
5: somebody at the New York Post editorial board is like, "We should interview that guy who killed Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> eight years ago, or however long." It Dude, was.
4: in 1994, is like 20 years ago.
5: 20 years ago.
4: Yeah, it's like. Hey,
5: do you you told me you have that guy's number, right? Get him on the phone.
4: Like, I don't know why. What made this guy think of like. Why did somebody kill Jeffrey Dahmer? It's like, well, why? Because the dude fucking murdered and cannibalized and sodomized like 17 black kids. He's you a know, creep. He, he had one Filipino victim. So I wonder, who do you think Dahmer would have uh, rooted for in this fight? I
5: think he would have been a Mayweather guy fan.
4: You think so? I guess. Yeah. yeah 17 to 1. Remember that Filipino guy escaped from the house and then cops brought him back?
5: Uh, I do remember that from the movie.
4: Oh, the mostly. movie's so, that movie's so great. It is pretty good. I told totally Jeremy Renner's that.
5: initial role. I, I think Jeremy Renner, much finer role than the bow and arrow guy from the, the Avengers, super <laughs> pri- Superman <laughs> movies.
4: Yeah. When Jeremy Renner played Jeffrey Dahmer, um, that was his, that sh- the hallmarked his, his true acting ability. Like that showcased his, prowess as an actor. Whereas now you see him just prancing around in a, in tights and the bow and arrow. It's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. My new, thing, my new
5: thing to troll, uh, like millennials and teens is to call all, uh, all comic book movies, Superman movies,
4: <laughs> Superman, <laughs>
5: that Superman movie was it good
4: <laughs> sound like a senior citizen. Right. Um, so Christopher Scarver, uh, beat the serial killer, Are Jeffrey you Dahmer going to Scarver <laughs> <laughs> and another inmate in 1994 murdered two people in prison. Uh, he said he grew to despise Dahmer because Dahmer was a prankster. Dahmer would fashion severed limbs out of prison food, sprinkle it, like drizzle it with ketchup for blood, and put it, hide it around the prison to taunt other inmates.
5: He's a prankster. That, <laughs> that's the headline. He's like a <laughs> prison crafts person.
4: Just a prison prankster, this guy. What you kind
5: could, of prison food do you make Like a severed foot out of? Mashed meatloaf?
4: potatoes, meatloaf. I just think it's How great. How do like, you make the toenails? Do like you think Dahmer just scoot, like hit all this food in his orange prison jumpsuit and then just kind of was like, <laughs> goes back to his cells, like, you know, rolling this food together between his hands. I'm going to make an arm out of this. A couple you, fingers.
5: Getting kind of tubby there, Dahmer. <laughs> it's my secret food stash.
4: <laughs> what, what do you think there were? Do you think there were any other prisoners being like, I got such a fright yesterday because Jeffrey hit a severed arm over there. He's so funny. I'm just
5: imagining like the Benny Hill music.
4: But they make it seem like, so because this guy, Dahmer is a prankster because he would pull these uh, morbid uh, tricks on other prisoners. That's why this guy killed him. Yeah. Right. This guy (laughs) killed him for notoriety. And because Dahmer killed, sodomized and cannibalized 17 black guys. You think it was for solidarity, not the pranking. I think it was set up by the prison guards. First of all. And then, um, and then, yeah, like gets, this guy gets to uh, murder J- Dahmer.
5: I think he wanted Dahmer to make him uh, an old meatloaf vagina. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. <laughs> so that's why he's murdered. That's like, what I would do. He's like, if, I I, my, if I found out my cellmate was like really good at making facsimiles of body parts, I'd be like, how about some tits?
4: He's like, no, I only make dick and balls. God Sorry. damn it.
5: <laughs> we have enough of those in here.
4: Could you imagine if Dahmer was your cellmate?
5: It's got to be the worst of all possible outcomes.
4: Yeah. I mean, I'd rather live with like the prison rapist. It's like you got this creepy ass cannibal. Uh, He's a rapist anyways.
5: And he's probably going to eat you. (laughs) And he's pranking you all the time. (laughs) It sucks.
4: So uh, Scarver said that he would put these, these body parts made out of food in places where people would be. And he crossed the line with prisoners and prison staff. Like some people in prison are repentant for what they did. But Dahmer wasn't one of them. So when, uh, when they were in the same, in Wisconsin's Columbia Correctional Institution around the same time back in 92, he knew right away to keep a safe distance from the serial killer. I'm surprised they put him in General Pop. So am I. You know? Usually they get segregated out. Especially someone with the notoriety that Dahmer had.
5: He is kind of uh, random looking. I wonder if black people could even differentiate him from just you
4: know The run-of-the-mill white, white, white guy? Yeah, but I think
5: word gets around.
4: Even though I guess so then you know the his guards name, too. In. Obviously,
5: everybody knew his name. It's not like they give you a different name.
4: Scarver said Dahmer had a personal escort of at least one guard at all times when he was out of his cell. Because I, I, I don't think Scarver was the only person gunning for him. <laughs> um, Dar- Scarver used to watch him uh, far from the prison yard but never approached him because he didn't want to become a target of Dahmer's sickening humor. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the pranking.
4: Pull my finger, Scarver. <laughs>
5: You think that's a big one in, in prison that people yeah. go for? God damn it, he got me again.
4: Well, <laughs> with Dahmer, it's like this gross meatloaf finger. And like ketchup would just right spray off. out. Um, he said he thing. never interacted with him, But uh, on the morning of November 28th, 1994, some guards actually left, uh, left Scarver, a third inmate, Jesse Anderson, and Dahmer alone in the bathroom.
5: I'm just going to leave on you attended. alone for a second.
4: They you three murderers. I'm just going to leave you guys here. Have, uh, clean the bathrooms, okay? I'll be back. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> um, Scarver uh, was repulsed by uh, Dahmer's cannibal lust for flesh. He kept a newspaper article detailing how he killed dismembered, and ate 17 men and boys from 78 to 1991. Dahmer's prolific. So there they were in the bathroom. He said he just retrieved his mop and was filling a bucket with water when someone poked him in the back. Scarver was enraged. Turned around and there's Dahmer and the other prisoner Jesse Anderson laughing. He looked right into their eyes and he couldn't tell who, di- who did it. So then uh, what he did... Oh, so, is- the,
5: so This is a little bit burying this too. So in prison poking in the back is a big <laughs> That's a, that's that's a, a prank. big prank.
4: Well I'm, I'm wondering Jesus. what do you think he got poked with?
5: The mop handle of course.
4: Maybe. <laughs> You're dealing with Dahmer here. <laughs> So, um, Scarver left, went to a weight room, grabbed a metal bar, came back in, and smashed Dahmer in the head.
5: This seems like a pretty good uh, prison, a lot yeah. of
4: security. He said, with two swings of the bar, he crushed Dahmer's skull. He says he ended up dead. I put his head down. Then he casually crossed the gym, or casually crossed the gym, entered into a locker room where Anderson, the other inmate, was standing, and uh, he smashed him in the head too. So he killed two guys. <laughs> Now he's serving. Uh,
5: Nobody will ever remember Anderson. It's all, all about Dahmer.
4: Yeah, he's serving uh, two more consecutive life terms now. Um, he believes it was no accident he ended up alone with Dahmer, though, since prison officials hated the madman. So I imagine that was probably orchestrated. Um, but I guess Scarver has been a value. He, he at first uh, at first he pled insanity for murdering Dahmer. He said he's been evaluated by 10 to 20 prison doctors, but they still don't understand his mental issues. He blames prison food for his insanity. Certain foods cause him to think have a psychotic food is break. That bad. What do they serve?
5: You know, like cafeteria food. I'm a fan of cafeteria food, it's basic.
4: Yeah, but I thought it's Big like. Big
5: portions.
4: He says bread and refined refined sugar here. Uh, yeah, but That's what Now, him he, now to have he sounds a like some. Break.
5: Now he sounds like some fucking, you know, like Smith College vegan just food gluten fear free. junkie. Yeah, refined sugar. We've been people have been reading refined sugar for hundreds of thousands. Well,
4: hundreds of years. What happens if you're a murderer? You're like, I have a gluten allergy. Do they care about that in prison?
5: I don't know. I mean, I think you have to be able to get like halal and kosher food. So why not? So what about a vegetarian diet? I'm sure they have to honor that also.
4: Great. Looking forward to that. So um, <laughs> it's probably
5: not, I mean, the more restrictions you put, the worse your food is going to be. You have yeah. to understand that.
4: Uh, Scarver is, um, so he's spending you know, his life in prison here. He spends his days writing poems. And he has a self-published poetry book for sale at Amazon, so that's why we played that intro with uh, one of my favorite Eddie Murphy bits here, <laughs> with uh, Eddie Murphy doing poetry. Tyrone Tyrone Green doing poetry from prison. Kill this my landlord. This guy's
5: poetry is pretty good, though in real life.
4: Yeah, we're gonna have to put a link to this book on the site. Do you have Do you have the uh, yeah. the example of the poetry? What's the name of the book?
5: It's called God Seed. God's poetry team. of christopher j scarver
4: and you can buy this right now on amazon right well, yeah they even have a kindle version how much
5: for those of you uh i think well the kindle version is uh they're both eight dollars
4: what's what's a, what's a star rating and how's it compared to mine
5: <laughs> it's five stars and it has one rating so okay. how do you uh, weight that
4: i got more than one rating <laughs> but uh, written all by you by yeah all my different accounts. aliases so wait so read a poem here what's a what's a good example now here's one it's called tenacity
5: are you gonna do it in the penetrator no all right we're not trying to get racial here i told you already he has actually a couple other books that i didn't even see uh here it goes (laughs) it's my poetry voice let me get my pipe hang on tenacity the penetrator with the tenacity of a sperm cell i am coming at you so close your legs and guard your eggs because you know what we do. <laughs> it's quite ominous. I wouldn't let this guy out of prison.
4: I don't want him to be my cellmate. Here's a good one, too. Bloom
5: where you are planted. They thought he was doomed, but he bloomed in the tomb and outgrew his container. He was self exhumed. Hmm. Iambic
4: pentameter. Is that I do what like this. No, I don't know. <laughs> Who, who's fucking buying this poetry book? Me. Yeah, actually, th- this might be my gift for everybody for uh, Hanukkah.
5: Here's a, here's one of the reviews by Bode Hiram. I just read a few of Mr. Scarver's poems from his website, and I'm awed by their simplicity, eloquence, and power. <laughs> here's another one. I didn't mean to do this, but now that I'm reading them, though, we have to read them. His poetry speaks to injustice and imprisonment. Long before this man was in prison, he was in a cage forged by society. Oh, God. (laughs) Somebody needs to find these Amazon reviewers and uh, assassinate them.
4: Yeah, I think we should get the Baltimore mom to go out and slap these guys. Slap them silly. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Yeah, we're going to put a link up to this uh, The the God Seed here by Christopher J. Scarver. This one's
5: called The Child Left Behind. There's another one that's just called Pain. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm only reading the sample, so I'm. You'd have to get the whole thing and peruse it at your leisure.
4: I could see a Dahmer one: "Creepy Cracker," I knocked him upside the head with a mop handle. Cracker dead now. I think he's now. a better poet than you because <laughs> he's a
5: big. He's big into rhyming, and you didn't rhyme anything. Man. Yeah, but man. just how doing, I'm all, doing a free all poetry verse poem. should be. <laughs> You're doing that bullshit like you know art school poetry. Free verse, man. No, um, the, the poetry the
4: people rhymes. Okay, you dig. Yeah. Well, I do think, uh, I agree with you. I think if Dahmer was watching the fight today, he would probably be a Mayweather fan because he'd prefer to eat Mayweather than Pacquiao, judging by his stats here. (laughs) So uh, a lot of racial tension in the news today. Hopefully next week week, won't be such a racist hotbed, but uh, we'll we'll have to see.
5: Let's get the races together next week. Yeah.
4: Uh, it's episode 481 here Sick and Wrong You know the way the show works Wackily and I Discuss the most uh, Disturbing news items Of the week You send them to us at SickAndWrongPodcast Submit them via Facebook Or Twitter And uh, if we give you credit We'll send you A Sick and Wrong Care Package uh, Before we get to our First story Here's a word from our sponsor Hey kids Do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to
1: AdamAndEve.com And make a purchase Using coupon code Diddle You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and Mukaki. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
4: So the first story here came in from Deb. Um, This is a good one. Nazi loving F train rider fights a $75 ticket for fleeing a P man. <laughs> P man? A P man. Not P town. P man. No, a uh, man who is urinating on the train. Hmm. <laughs> I I, uh, can empathize with this guy because I've been in the same situation and I've fled from a man urinating on a train and went to a different car and uh, it was a safe distance from the pee.
5: I've never seen anybody pee on the BART and I've never seen anybody peeing when I've been on the subway in New York, but that's because I haven't been on it that often.
4: I've seen someone pee on the train in New York. I've seen someone pee on the the, uh, L train in Chicago. I've seen someone urinate on the Muni bus in San Francisco. Hmm. And I've seen someone uh, shit themselves on Bart. I was
5: going to ask about the poo-poo.
4: Yeah. I've seen someone shit themselves on Bart. Although I think the shitting themselves on Bart wasn't a homeless guy. It was an old person that had an accident. <laughs> but there were a lot of people all the way at the back of the car like, damn. damn. For the grace of God. Oh, oh yeah. Like, and on the LA Metro, uh, there was a, a puddle of vomit that I, I can't smell. So I sat stood right next to you. So, um, I heard that story yeah, a, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, bodily fluids on trains, and I feel like uh, you were justified to escape from those uh, bodily fluids by...
5: Yeah, fight or flight. And yeah, you're fight or You're clearly not going to fight. What are you going <laughs> to do? A flight.
4: Or what are you going to do? Clean up the puke? Mm-hmm. You know? Mop up the urine? No, you're going to go move to another car that doesn't smell as bad. <laughs> marginally less bad. Well, marginally less bad. But, but apparently that's a crime in uh, New York. It's definitely a crime in Chicago as well. If a... It's like, yeah, you're on your, if,
5: it's like you're on a Nazi car. Well, this guy was into the Nazis. Like if an MTA or uh,
4: the CTA, if an officer catches you, you can get a $75 fine in New York City. I believe it's like a $50 fine, or was a $50 fine in Chicago. <laughs> so 52-year-old Michael Needle here, Nitel, I guess, is a man of principle. He will not rest until the $75 ticket he received for using the door between subway cars to escape a pissing passenger is overturned. I'm on Um, this guy's side. I am, except for his background. And uh, we'll get to that in a second.
5: Okay.
4: Nitel encountered an all-too-familiar scene when he boarded a Coney Island-bound F train. And apparently when the door closed, a homeless guy sitting across from him urinating in the car. So I imagine, I could just picture this, like, pool of urine just getting larger and larger. And, you know, as a train's moving, it's coming towards you. Um... Mm. I remember one time it's like the shining it's like the blob or the oh, fog, the blob. but I remember one time sitting on a train uh with uh, Kessler, and we were just we were kind of stoned, and this woman sat down next to a homeless person the the homeless person just urinated on the seat, and the piss got on her mm-hmm. and Kessler tried to like warn her like he like motioned towards her, but she was just listening to her headphones and then finally, then all of a sudden felt the wetness and just got up and started screaming <laughs> and there's this urine just yeah, all over just her pissed, her pants. Lady. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? You? That's why start you never. Screaming. But that's why you don't sit next to homeless people. Yeah, you know, ever. Yeah. Um, so plus, guy was, you know,
5: lice and things like that.
4: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Bacteria, fecal, uh, floating fecal, fecal matter. Right. Uh, desperate, he fled to a, the car's door to the next subway car, where he was greeted by a police officer. He's ordered off the train and ticketed, seventy-five dollars. <laughs>
5: Was the guy that was pissing, did he get any charges?
4: No, he's homeless. He can't pay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: Judgment proof.
4: <laughs> this is what happens. I mean, this happens when you jaywalk in downtown L.A. It's like homeless crackheads are walking across the street, you know, every five minutes. They yeah. can like,
5: see the wallet sti- uh, sticking out of your pants.
4: Yeah, it's like if you're Cops. white and you walk across the street, you know, if, if you don't have the, the uh, walk sign, you walk across an intersection, you're going to get a $300 fine because you can hmm. pay it. You yeah, know, this homeless guy, what are they going to do? Just put him in jail for the night? <laughs> then he gets a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ping man, Nidal said, uh, constituted an emergency and was hazardous to his health. I agree. <laughs> he said Once he had again. surgery. I think this is dubious. He said he had surgery a few years ago after he suffered a bacterial infection in his heart. And his physician said that uh, he should steer clear of bacteria carrying fluid or particles. Do not, don't put your mouth in front of the stream. Well, why are you riding the train, dude? Yeah. You need to get a bubble. That is true. You should be living in the city. I mean, how would you escape germs or uh, floating bacteria in, in New York City?
5: It's a, a garbage season is coming right right around the corner. Like every summer, isn't there just mounds of sm- massive steaming
4: garbage in New York? Yeah. And there's rats. And there's just uh, I mean, it's every I mean, there's just filth everywhere. It's like, wait, don't live in the city then right so i
5: state
4: he said he didn't want to be subjected to his urine even for one stop because you can be infected in a heartbeat what is he doing like touching it uh yeah and then you just, know trying to push it upstream i don't get know one of, those,
5: like, get one of those chinese person masks and some rubber gloves and just yeah. you can stay on the cart with p-man
4: a sars mask yeah but is is urine i mean that I know it, it does have bacteria in it, but is it that bacteria riddled like as much as feces? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, but don't they say like you're trapped in an avalanche or something? You could drink your urine for a couple of days.
5: You should try it. Tell me what
4: happens. I, d- I don't ski. I'm not going to be trapped in an avalanche.
5: <laughs> well, you can just pretend to just drink your own piss.
4: I'd rather drink water or okay. beer. Warm <laughs> water? I, I'd rather drink uh, Miller Lite, which probably tastes the same. Um... So yeah, the uh, $75 fine here for walking between cars has been standard for years. And not to sound racist, but I got to say, almost every train car I've, I've ridden on in every different city, black people walk between cars all the time. Have you ever noticed
5: that? <laughs> no, I've never noticed This
4: that. is an observation. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying this to be racist, but almost every time I've ever been on a train in a uh, large metropolitan area, you see a black guy on the car who is angry discontent with his seat so he just gets up and he moves the other car or you'll see a guy going on there and asking like for money which happens a lot and then he goes to the car next car, car yeah ask has for money. That.
5: but on the on the bart the bay area regional transit system you're allowed to go from car to car i've done it many times myself Uh, my primary reason isn't because somebody's pissing on the car, but because you get on a car and the air conditioning's broke and it's the middle of the summer and the car's about 98 degrees inside. And then you go to the next one and it's a balmy 70.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but it's enclosed, isn't it? Like if you walk between cars, it's enclosed.
5: There's like some little piece of fabric. You mean yeah.
4: In Chicago, like in the L train, like out you're out just, yeah, I
5: mean, you're out in the elements. You could elements potentially get up on top of the train. That's probably what they're trying to prevent. Huh?
4: Or you could jump over the side or fall over and sue the city. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to <laughs> prevent <laughs> that. would probably
5: be dead, but okay.
4: Yeah, but your family. Oh add, yeah,
5: they'd get, the, they'd get a big payout.
4: The mega millions. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I've seen in place, but I think this should be, you know, a provisional fine. Like it's, I think you should look at it and be like, well, what, what happened? You know, what, what occurred to cause you to flee the car you were on? <laughs> like, is it because you wanted to beg from the people in the next car? All right, well, that's I'm a fine. Him, yeah. Is it because, it, yeah, some guy's having a, uh, you know, urinating all over the car. It's like, I'm going I'm to leave. I, I would go to the next car. I'm in I th- agreement. I think the, the issue here, though, is this isn't Nitel's first run-in with the law. This guy's got a bit of a, bit of a history. Um, he was arrested in 2001 after an off-duty cop out for a run in Brooklyn noticed Nitel firing a pistol at what later was revealed to be a photograph of his girlfriend's mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> just right in the street.
5: I'm also behind him
4: on this one. <laughs> but you don't like the mother-in-law?
1: You didn't invite me to Thanksgiving.
4: Boom. Yeah, I guess you get the no, gun. I'm fine with my mother-in-law, but... uh.
5: I can see, you know, if he doesn't like his girlfriend's mother, it seems legitimate.
4: So they searched his home in his storage facility. They turned up five rifles, 15 semi-automatic pistols, um, boxes of ammunition, an SS uniform, a Nazi flag, blueprints of a vacant lot near Bill Clinton's office in Harlem. (laughs) That's weird.
5: (laughs) That's odd.
4: A photo of his infant daughter covered in the SS uniform. With her finger on the trigger of a pistol. Hmm. <laughs> Are you in agreement <laughs> I with that lied. one?
5: <laughs> uh, he seems like a bit of a nut. He has a strange hobby. He, at least we he tried that. to explain
4: the Nazi memorabilia. He said uh, it, it, he was collecting it to fund his daughter's college, which got older. It's an investment, <laughs> it's an investment for the <laughs> future.
5: <Yeah. laughs> like, so- he doesn't like the 529 plan.
4: He's not into the blue chip stocks here. He's like, I'm just going to get the Nazi out. I'm, I'm going to get the Nazi uniforms. Because, yeah. you know, that's going to just increase in value. A couple years,
5: some Beanie Babies. We're all set.
4: <laughs> um, he said he's going to stand up to the MTA. And he said, you know what? You messed up, MTA. I'm going to take this ruling and stick it so far up your asshole It'll reach the back of your teeth. There's no need for vulgarity
5: (laughs) in your your legal documentation.
4: Here's his critical flaw. The guy's so filled with hatred, he's probably not going to hire a Jewish lawyer to get him off. You know, had he done that, he probably wouldn't have this 2001 uh, shooting the girlfriend's mother charge on his record.
5: He's made a lot of poor decisions. I think he
4: has. But you've got to admire his moxie. Fight the power, man. (laughs) I agree. Like, you know, if, uh, if some guy was urinating next to me, I would flee to the other car, too. Mm. What do you have here for the second story?
5: What kind of tuna do you eat, typically? Because you're one of those vegetarians who eats tuna.
4: Yeah, I'm a pescatarian Wackerly. You can use the proper okay. term. I was hoping you wouldn't use that word, but <laughs> um, I do. Usually, I do Starkist.
5: <laughs> yeah, this is a Starkist family.
4: Or I so, do Trader Joe's um, tuna because I shop at Trader Joe's. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All kinds of gay bumps are just coming. But well, you of my don't arm, go to
4: Trader right? Joe's? No. Yeah, Trader Joe's is great. I hate it.
5: It's so much cheaper.
4: The clientele
5: is terrible, though
4: yeah no you know my wife the,
5: my wife goes there, so she stops for me. The
4: worst part about it too is they expect you to pack your own bags hmm they there's another,
5: I, uh, there's another grocery line that does that that I do go to i don't mind it
4: i I do I mean, I used to be a bagpacker in a uh, in uh, high <laughs> school packer in high school I <laughs> packed bags, and I know how to do it I'm good at it but <laughs> I paid this much money for, uh, for groceries. It's like, yeah, you can hire an extra fucking hippie to pack my fucking brown paper bags I'm paying 10 cents a piece for.
5: Um, well, it's a good thing you don't eat a uh, bumblebee. I always think it's weird when they name an animal food on an, uh,
4: another animal.
5: <laughs> like, what is this, canned bumblebee? You know, I don't like that bumblebee. That concludes the Jerry Seinfeld portion of the show.
4: I don't like bumblebee tuna. It tastes like bumblebees. Get a load of that. <laughs> it just I don't like the taste of it. I think it tastes uh too fishy. Well
5: each tuna line has like their different levels of tuna too. Do you buy the like the bougie all white meat albacore?
4: Yes, no salt added. That's what I buy. Just in water.
5: <laughs> I switched to the in oil at some point. I like it better.
4: You know what I do though in that's It's good for your fur. I've have been uh this has been the uh this has been ridiculed by many a past girlfriend. And sometimes I'll just eat just a fork tuna right out of the can. I don't do anything else. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll come home. I'm like, I'm hungry. Like a
5: person in prison would do. <laughs>
4: like Jeffrey Dahmer's roommate. <laughs> I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer's roommate would be doing that. I mean, I guess maybe. But, you know, But the fact of the matter is, I'm not married. I don't have to cook some elaborate meal. It's like I, <laughs> if food is fuel. I'm just going to open up a can food of tuna, drain fuel. it, and just eat it.
5: I am RoboCop. Give me my protein
4: substance. <laughs> Although, I gotta say, you shouldn't do this at work. Yeah, it smells with, terrible. Yeah, have you ever worked with somebody that uh, eats tuna? I, I, get, I go out and get a tuna
5: sandwich, you know, from the sandwich place once in a while, and I'm sure it annoys everyone in my office. Yeah, it's
4: disgusting. But Same what Asian people
5: do, if you, <laughs> let's get fully racist here, when you work with Asian people, they will... They uh, make some kind of a fish dish at home, and then they microwave it yeah. in the office microwave, and the entire office will smell like this weird microwaved, gross fish. Our
4: HR uh, stopped that. Um, they put a stop. No
5: microwaving fish.
4: No microwaving fish. Actually, they have signs that say you're not allowed to microwave fish or other uh, um, smelling, you know, uh, odorous foods.
5: Right, but then it's you know, eye of the beholder, nose of the beholder type shit. I just don't. Why even have? I've never fucking used the office microwave neither am i (laughs) just eat something cold you dumbass
4: yeah or my pizza from last night or go out and grab some food get out of the office i understand people trying to save
5: money but like you know bring in some cold pasta salad and eat that (laughs) or a cold lunch meat sandwich pb and j the problem with bumblebee tuna besides that it tastes shitty and it's named after an animal that's not a tuna fish is that uh they had some industrial accidents back in uh, 2012, and they're uh, being brought up in court on it now. Hmm. Yeah, this is uh, this uh, tuna place is in San Diego, I think. I'm not sure. Bumblebee Company is based in San Diego, so let's just assume that that's the case. Um, they have these ovens, right? They're uh, are like <laughs> they're like four feet by 36 foot long.
4: Jesus. So the, wait, four, you it's need a giant four tube. feet high by like, so you need a little, you need a little person to, uh, clean Ooh, those. People up. can
5: bend down.
4: They're 30, 36 feet long.
5: I don't think like Dikembe Mutombo is working in there, but I think I could make it in there. there. And there's like 12 rolling metal baskets full of tuna cans.
4: I guess they cook it right in the can.
5: That's something else I just learned.
4: Wait, so are the cans sealed?
5: Yeah, I think they seal the can with raw tuna, then you put it in this oven and just cook it in the can. Huh, I didn't know that. Now you know. But one th- sometimes what happens is a Mexican guy who works there <laughs> named Jose Malena, uh, he's got you got to clean it out, right? Cuz it gets gross. I guess some probably once in a while one of the tuna cans explodes.
4: Yeah, there's a thankless job. If
5: there's like too much air in it, you know. And, yeah, and guess listen to this, too, if you're Milena. you got to get to work at 4 a.m.
4: How old is this Milena guy? I think he's uh,
5: 65 or something. Jesus. I think I saw it in a different article. I don't notice it here. He's in his 60s, 62 or something like that. All right,
4: that. 62 years old, and your job is to have to go clean the tuna oven. Now, mm-hmm. that's a tragedy.
5: So, sometime before 5 a.m., he'd been at his shift uh, for an hour. He entered the oven to make a repair... Or to adjust a chain inside the machine. <laughs> what the fuck's the chain doing? I guess it pulls the carts out. Hmm. And he left uh, his pallet jack, which is the thing that you like lift up, you know, like a big pallet full of tuna cans. The tuna with. cans, yeah. He left it outside the oven. A second employee noticed the unused pallet jack and then he like took it off to do something else. So now there's like no evidence that somebody might be around the oven.
4: Yeah, but is the door closed? Somebody closed the door. <laughs> what, what, wouldn't you freak out at that point? Be like, hey, I'm you in gotta here. You're going to start
5: screaming in Mexican. Spanish is what they call that
4: language.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say, like, you know, emergen- emergency. emergencia. Yeah, emergency. Yo soy inside a tuna oven.
4: Donde está Jose? No sé. Um,
5: yeah. A second employee took the machine and loaded them into. loaded. Uh, some more of the baskets into the, into the oven. Ah, I can see where this is going. And then the, the article kind of skips over because then it says, an announcement was made in the intercom. Workers began looking for Milena because nobody could find him.
4: Well, hold on it. a second. Was Milena cleaning the oven or having a siesta?
5: <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't notice the door shut.
4: <laughs> I'm so sleepy. And you have
5: to, uh, you know, nobody can find him. That's why you have to work on the buddy system at work. Or well, like, you know, like have a little string tied around your body so you know where he is at all times.
4: I mean, I haven't worked in too many industrial facilities like this, but you'd imagine that they'd have precautions in place for when somebody gets into, you know, a, a piece of dangerous equipment like this. Like, yeah, it's
5: confined space entry is what they call this. And you're you're definitely supposed to have a spotter and you're supposed to have like a big tether wrapped around you that's yellow.
4: Don't you have a like an emergency latch on the inside of the door to open it? <laughs> yeah, like, but like, if you're asleep... Like, who owned this? Like, J.D. Rockefeller or something? Like, is this from, like... <laughs> J.D. Rockefeller. <laughs> his <History's laughs> greatest monster. Yeah, but it just sounds like one of these, like, factories from, like... The Triangle the Shirtwaist
5: Tuna Company. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, somebody had turned the oven on, clearly. Uh, they couldn't find him. His car was still in the parking lot. And then the old grizzled boiler operator, they asked him.
1: Oh. Donde esta Jose. <laughs> I think, yeah.
5: <laughs> what is the boiler opera's name? Like Gus? <laughs> Easter
1: Gus, what should we do?
5: <laughs> He's like, real. Well, maybe you should open the last oven that was
1: loaded.
4: He's got a big white beard. They open it up. What did they find? Well, no, this is this. They had to wait for it to cool down for 30 minutes. <laughs> Ooh. How hot do these things get?
5: It doesn't say, but I would assume, you know, like 300 degrees. 300 degrees, yeah. It's a wild-ass guess. And uh, before they could open it, the firefighters came and uh, they found the guy in there and they pronounced him dead at the scene. Hmm. The Bumblebee Foods employees Saul Flores and Angel Rodriguez are charged with three counts of committing an occupational safety and health violation that caused a death, which is a felony.
4: So, wait, so they're being charged with murder? Like second degree murder?
5: Uh. Occupation health and ha- safety violation, health and safety violation that caused a death. I don't know. Is that murder? Negligence, I would say. Manslaughter, maybe. Man's so, laughter
4: So, is it the foreman of this fa- of this uh, factory here?
5: Doesn't say, just employees. But yeah, I assume they're in charge, right? It's like <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna charge like the guy who's at the same level as this dude. They had to be supervisors.
4: So, what are they gonna do with all this Mexican flavored tuna? <laughs> <laughs> Now in nacho spice. Copyright, sick and wrong.
5: We uh, trademarked that idea, by the way. <laughs>
4: Spicy tuna. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Put a little salsa in it. I think they had to throw it out. But you think they could, like,
5: feed, you know, being in San Diego, they could, like, feed it to shampoo or something.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm some, it's not I, even I bet humane. you they didn't, I don't think they threw it out.
5: Don't those killer whales love the taste of human flesh? Isn't that part of the problem? <laughs> that one attacked that, like, trainer one time?
4: Yeah, and I, I think that's why. uh treatment. Just to calm them treatment. down. Or her
5: down. I don't know if it's a male or female killer whale.
4: Yeah, But uh, but these were in cans though, right? So his corpse is just probably charred uh, like on top of the cans.
5: Oh, so you'd eat it? No, I, I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying I'm is not. There dead, is there I, a dead Mexican in this tuna? <laughs> no, but he was around it. <laughs> just don't lick the outside of the can.
4: As I said before, I don't eat bumblebee tuna, so no. In
5: a pinch, you would eat bumblebee tuna.
4: If I had to, I guess.
5: Um, the... The Bumblebee Tuna Corporation (laughs) issued a statement saying they remain devastated by the loss of our colleague, Jose (laughs) Molina, in the tragic accident. I'm sure the CEO of Bumblebee considers the, the guy who scrapes the shitty rotten tuna meat out of the oven to be his colleague. How much
4: stock do you think their colleague had? Mr. CEO, can I borrow your
5: Jaguar for the weekend? <laughs> sure, Jose. Just bring it back with the gas filled up. And afterwards, we can go for a round of golf. Yeah, we'll go play some golf. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think so. They could uh, They could get three years in prison, and the Bumblebee Tuna Company might have to pay $1.5 million.
4: Wow, $1.5 million. So I guess that's death. just to
5: the state, because this is like, you know... Uh, Criminal case, but then uh, Jose Molina. Yeah, the family. Family should be able to sue them for a lot more than
4: 1.5 million. I yeah, think. I was about to say that they'll probably get at least 20.
5: Do you think he has to get cremated, or is that just? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late for that. <laughs> is it already accomplished?
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do they do at this point? Just shove his ashes in a piñata? Ooh, that's too that far. Was that was too racist. far. Too far okay. i didn't mean that Fair anyway enough. uh yeah that's a tragedy um i'm probably not gonna eat tuna this afternoon until tomorrow <laughs> out of solidarity yeah maybe i'll put some salsa on it um
5: it is almost cinco de mayo
4: yeah cinco de mayo uh <laughs> coming up in a couple days so we should all think of jose melena cleaning out a tuna oven
5: the struggle is real Yeah.
4: <laughs> people send your stories, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com got a few uh, phone calls to get to 206-666-3846 is that number before we get to that here's another word from adamandeve.com
1: hey sick and wrong listeners this is trucker paul i gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack off machines dildos inflatable wives i bought them all when I go home, I like to fiddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word fiddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on
4: you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. The first one here is about uh, some weird sex positions at a party.
5: <laughs> Are these realistic sex positions or like, oh, the rusty trombone?
4: Let's see.
3: Let's see. What's up, sick and wrong? Uh Just calling... Uh, Because you guys were asking about uh, stories of uh, when people were doing weird shit when they were drunk. Uh, Basically, a few years ago, at a high school party I was at, uh, there was a smoking area, like in the garage. Because, you know, back in that day, we were partying in parents' houses so we couldn't, you know, smoke in the living room and stuff. So I went over there to go.
4: You remember that, like in Michigan, when you get someone's parents are gone? You have to go smoke in the garage. It's like five degrees yep so everybody about, but but everybody would be in the garage because you want to smoke. smoke yeah you know i don't know i don't think it's like that now like i was talking to my girlfriend who uh she's 25 but she said in high school no one smoked
5: well all the kids vape now
4: yeah right. her vaping's really big but no one smokes she's like she said she's never actually even made out with a guy that smoked <laughs> <Which> blows <laughs> Did my you mind offer to smoke a pack of marlboro reds for her? no i mean i've <laughs> You know, you're when, I, out. when I get, I don't smoke regularly, but when I get drunk, it's like, sure, I'll have a couple of cigarettes. Uh-huh. And she, even then she's like, she was, you're the only guy I've ever actually kissed that's that's smoked. And I was like, that's just weird to me because in our, when we went to high school in 1993, I would say right. majority of people smoked.
5: It's a smell of nostalgia kissing yeah. a sm- chick who smokes like a chimney.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it really brings me back to my so, youth. Uh,
4: it's so erotic.
3: a cigarette and there were a few guys there a few of my friends and they thought it'd be a great idea to get into this weird like sexual position and there were four of them so it wasn't like a two-way it was more like a four-way sausage fest uh so yeah they go into some weird kind of sexualized position with like two on top of the other and it was yeah it was uh it was pretty out there but their plan was basically that Someone would walk in, and, you know, it'd be pr- they'd walk in, be shocked, and then laughs, explain what happens, uh, uh, you got me kind of thing. But the flaw in their plan was that they were the only smokers bar me so that no one came in for, like, the three minutes they were stood still in this position. So the funny sort of subsided, but the weirdness was still there. And I took the opportunity to snap a photo because I thought it was hilarious. But now, a few years on, it's sort of like... uh I wouldn't say it's blackmail, but every time they bring something up of me that I don't find, you know, feel slightly embarrassed of them bringing up in public, I just uh, mention, oh, well, what about that photograph and silence all around the table. But, yeah, keep it sick, keep it wrong.
4: Yeah, remember that time you guys were gay at a party? <laughs> <laughs> i like, what, what was the deal? What do you think this position was? Were they, like, they 69ing or something? Or? Sounds like it. But, I mean, were they just, like, holding this position Thinking somebody's going to walk out there to go smoke a cigarette. Next thing you know, it's like gay porn scene being filmed in the garage. It's, I'm, I'm
5: unclear on who was being pranked.
4: <laughs> the people who walked in? or I think uh, they were expecting people to walk through the door to the garage to smoke. Oh, so and funny. they would happen upon this like gay porn scene. Huh. But the flaw in their strategy here is that they were the only smokers. Except for this one dude who called. He got okay. a picture of it.
5: I guess I get it.
4: It is kind of funny to me though that uh, that in high school, I wonder if this is just across the board, like every high school you go to, dudes just do weird gay shit.
5: Yeah, it's because uh I don't know what it's because. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say it's like you're so um
4: You're sexually charged. Like you're I think I think you're just so like you know, you're horny. And you got yeah, but... the sexual aggression and the sexual uh
5: there's also such a huge um push to prove how, how not gay you are. You know, cuz you don't want to get your ass beat. But then uh, yet
4: you do by and by making fun of being gay. Yeah, it's like you every know,
5: piece of humor that comes out of your mouth is something about being gay and then sucking it's a and dick. Then it's like wow, you think about fucking gay shit a lot.
4: But yet you you abhor it. Like you 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 know, you hate your you you don't want to identify with uh being a homosexual and you disparage it. But yeah, you make fun of it all the time to the point where it's like, actually, I kind of think you might be repressed and sort of gay.
5: I wonder if that's also gone away with the smoking, though, like where kids are just like, yeah, three of my friends are gay. What, what are you talking about?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like when, when we were in high school, there weren't any gay clubs, you know, like <laughs> extracurricular clubs. There was
5: nobody who was out who was gay.
4: Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I knew anyone that was out. I mean, there were, a lot of, there were a lot of people I suspected as being gay or would be gay as well, soon as I mean, got into college.
5: It's pretty de- demonstrable that probably 10% of the dudes and women at your high school were gay.
4: Yeah, but you know how there are a few that you're like, dude, you're always a lead in every musical. It's like your life. <laughs> and It's like you look at him, you're like... Would, I you would say, say the same thing
5: about Hugh Jackman?
4: Yeah, I would say... I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, that guy's probably gay. Say that. But it's so. but you know what, those dudes... Weren't the ones that were, like, doing all this weird, you know, repressed gay stuff in the garage. Mm -hmm. You know, like, these guys are like Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Like, they were up there herding the sheep playing a grab ass, you know? Yep. But yet, at the same time, denouncing grab ass. It's like, uh, you know, gays are terrible, disgusting. They should never get married, but...
1: You don't understand. This is a protest
4: against homosexual activity about
5: demonstrating how disgusting it is.
4: Now let me pretend to put my dick in your <laughs> mouth. And then we're going to when people come out they're going to laugh and we're going to be like, "Yeah, isn't it disgusting?" scare quotes quotes
5: around pretend. <laughs> hey dude, it actually looks like it is in his mouth.
1: Oh, yes, very authentic.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted this joke to really go over, you know? Yeah. Wow, okay. You you're, you're erect right now. Quite erect. Both of you. Yeah, you should definitely blackmail these guys. Uh, remember the girl that called in about the, uh, what would she say? She had like 20 dicks or something, or she'd seen all these dicks. Oh, it was more than that, yeah. 100 dicks, 50 dicks. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We wanted a, a weekly digest. <laughs> and we were saying that we could hook her up with Steel because you yes. think Steel's penis. Is probably uh, oh, it's small because she said smaller. all the dicks she's
5: ever been with have been huge or something like
4: that. Yeah, so yeah. she called back.
0: Hey, Synchronon, and from Northern California. Uh, so poor Steel. <laughs> I don't want to drag him out, you know, um, and display him like a freak. We like do freak show side show. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I can Venus imagine power. what this poor You're little penis, penis is like. You know, we don't want to fly him all the way out here just to point and laugh. So,
4: yes we do. Thanks for
0: the offer though.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she might not. She, she has might to respect not, her wishes, but, but we'll find somebody else who does.
4: I I guarantee if we did a GoFundMe about this <laughs> uh, on this, I I'm sure we'd be able to raise enough money to fly Steel out here for her have, for her to have sex with Steel with a guy with a small penis.
5: I think she's trying to back out of the deal. I think
4: she is too because she knows we could do it. <laughs> so she called back back here too uh, she does so she doesn't want to have sex with steel disappointing sex with steel and his his tiny Is member that a trombone noise <laughs> but she wouldn't mind doing a, a podcast with my brother talking about dicks the dick cast
0: hey Sikranon and from northern california i wanted to tell you um, i really appreciated your reaction uh, to my call the other day that um, you didn't treat me like a slut, cuz I don't feel we don't like I'm We
4: do um, not slut shame. We celebrate the slut. I was about to say, quite the opposite. We love sluts. <laughs> it's like,
5: okay. I think our one piece of advice for men, boys in high school is, yeah, to, like,
4: you know, go Bang for the as slut. As many sluts as you can, because as soon as you, uh, you know, reach 18, it's going to be a crime. Right.
0: And um, Lance, I just thought that was funny when you said, you know, a hundred stories. Um yeah, I have a hundred stories before I even got out of high school? Um yeah, the there idea of having wow. a podcast with Jeff, um Jeffrey and Anne, um Dick Talk with Jeffrey and Anne. <laughs> Love it. Um, we could compare and contrast stories. Of course some of my stories involve, you know, twenty dicks in a day. So I don't know Come if got stories like that too, but um
4: All right. Now I'm doubting the authenticity of these stories.
5: She's like the the female Wilt Chamberlain of Marin.
4: (laughs) (laughs) 20 dicks in one day. Uh, I'm actually frightened now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now I'm a little nervous. Um, We might just talk to you over the phone. I don't know if we're going to have you in the Sigurong studio. (laughs) I mean, she's got to be
5: talking about, uh, like, this is power exchange type stuff, right? Like sex club.
4: Yeah, no, this is like Bukkake scene. Yeah, this is like a sex club kind of thing. Although, now I'm wondering do you think my brother has seen 20 dicks in one day? Ooh, I
5: don't think so. I don't think Jeffrey's up to it.
4: Well, do you think? Okay, I want to distinguish just having seen or having actually done something with 20 dicks, like, you know, actively participated with these dicks versus just, I'm in a room with a bunch of dicks.
5: Hey, D, I hear your girlfriend uh, sucked 20 dicks in a day. No, she didn't suck them. She just saw them. <laughs> she
4: <laughs> saw them. It's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that, that's the difference you know oh, we're 20 okay. dicks in your mouth or no, we're 20 dicks in your vicinity display. yeah <laughs> it's you know a bunch of naked dudes walking around you okay. jerking off
0: it would be a riot it okay take long. care boys on the show bye
4: yeah well, maybe um you know i'm gonna see my brother next week so uh, bring i'll bring up. this up to him i'll see uh, maybe we could have the um I guess the, the dick podcast with you see who's dick seen Tom. more dicks. You know, this is kind of like the Mayweather. It's Pac- not a contest. Yeah, but it's maybe just, we could make dis- it into symposium. one. It's a symposium. I wouldn't mind making it into one like the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. We could say <laughs> Jeffrey versus who's Ann. Who's going to be the referee? Well, I'm just saying Jeffrey versus Ann. Who do you think has seen more dicks in a day? And we could, we could put some, uh, some betting. We could open up the, uh, the betting tables. I don't know? really
5: worry about Ann, but how are we going to keep Jeff honest here? Lie detector
4: machine? <laughs> yeah, we might need to get a, uh, a, lie de- a uh, what's that, polygraph machine. Yeah, yeah we And might- one of those
5: lieologists to run it.
4: Yeah, and then uh, I- I'm sure we have a sick and wrong fan who could do that. And then we can have Jeff hooked up to it, and she could be hooked up to uh, one of these machines. Then we can ask some questions about how many dicks you've seen in a day.
5: Yeah, that seems like a really good use of everybody's
4: time. Who would you put your money on? Anne. You put your money on Ann?
5: Well, I mean, just from this comment about
4: the 20. That's a lot of dicks. Wow. You impressed me, Ann. That's, uh, that's quite a stat there. I don't know if Jeff, I don't know if my brother could live up to that. What's the but... most
5: vaginas that you've seen in one day? I would have to say one.
4: Well, I worked at a strip club. Oh. So does just, that count?
5: No, 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 That doesn't count.
4: Well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's vaginas, to a strip club. Vaginas in the vicinity versus vaginas that I was in actively in. a non-strip club,
5: in. non, you know, porno on the internet setting, real life, non-strip club vaginas, how many have you seen in one day?
4: At one time?
5: No. It could be at one time. So you're going to say two because you had a threesome?
4: Two. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it.
5: <laughs> not very impressive.
4: <laughs> no, I, but I mean, it's like I, I don't go to orgies. I don't go to sex parties.
5: I'm just trying to think if I've ever actually hooked up with more than one lady in one day. And I think the answer is no. I, but it could be. I've got to I gotta really go back in the memory banks.
4: I've had sex with a girl in the morning and then had sex with a different girl at night one time. So I'm trying to. Th- it's not too- out of
5: the question. That's not like a superhuman feat. And I'm thinking maybe it happened, but...
4: But not not Nothing like, comes to mind. But not like twenty. No, not definitely not. No, near definitely that.
5: I can even say definitely not three. I don't think certainly not three vaginas in a day.
4: I don't think a lot of rock stars have come across like twenty in one day. Uh, maybe. You wouldn't be you
5: wouldn't be hard pressed to find like, you know, David Lee Roth.
4: Okay, old school rock you know, stars, but Kiss, maybe not now. The
5: entire band, yeah
4: but i wouldn't mind seeing the uh you know the dick contest here between jeffrey and ann and uh we can open up the betting the betting tables here Take some baths. I, th-
5: I think the second week of the podcast should be like how many dicks can you handle <laughs> just get like a parade of dudes <laughs> and it'll be like our it'll be like john henry you know versus the steam tunnel digging machine
4: but i'm wondering too though i don't know who, which is which but who's uh like, what about, like, age range? Like, Jeffson, do you, I don't know if Jeffson is Dick Prime. Like, he well, was no, probably, but it's
5: historically. Or are you ooh. talking about the contest?
4: Yeah, the contest. I mean.
5: Well, whatever. Everybody's we got to deal with their age and <laughs> other we, limitations. Yeah, I think we need to discuss <laughs> maybe, this uh, Maybe Anne has smaller hands than Jeff, so <laughs> she's got to overcome that.
4: So uh, we got one final call here from uh, a, a person who's angry with us. Great. He's angry.
2: So I'm listening to the fucking episode about uh the newest one, I have no idea what number it is about making footer. And you guys are a bunch of right, I, I used to have, when I was sixteen and nineteen I was at my house was the party house and there was people having sex all the time and uh, you know, we'd, we'd Friday, Saturday Friday into Saturday. Uh you know, people got naked and people fooled around and
4: Kind of a shitty cell phone connection, but can you understand what he's saying? Nope.
5: <laughs> you have to tell me.
4: He's saying something like that. He, he uh, used to
5: have the party house, the and party he got house. people that, that no, smashed it up.
4: He, he's getting mad at us for, uh, for discussing like how far-fetched it would be that people would be having sex at these party houses in high school. But he said when he was between 16 and 19, he had the sex house where everybody came over and had sex. Apparently. He's uh, Mr. Hugh Hefner of uh, Missoula, Montana, wherever he's from. Hm He's and, like the madam.
5: And, you know, if somebody broke
2: out, we didn't play Naked Twister, but at that age, drunk, on drugs, you guys are a bunch of faggots if you're not going to fucking, you know, drop the pants and do that. they'? tell you, even?
4: Okay, now, this kind of gets back to this whole bunch of dudes at a party thing. He's saying we're faggots if we wouldn't play a game of Naked Twister at this sausage fest that he's having cuz you know there's probably two girls at this party
5: this guy's like the earlier caller or the early caller's friends like come on just get on the twister mat with me you fucking faggot
4: dude you're so fucking gay if you don't come over you're here, fully here right erect, now
5: <laughs> and it doesn't look like you wiped your ass very well either i'm not getting on that mat with you
4: if you don't strip down and get over here right now play game of naked twister with us you're fucking gay
1: <laughs> that's the end of it <laughs> Period.
4: <laughs> you fucking faggots. That's scary. This is this guy's exactly the dude in those photos.
1: Yeah.
2: You're the smallest dick in the world. A girl that you're, you know, everybody's intoxicated. A girl that you like sees the confidence in that, and some other Uh, you know, because not everybody the, the confidence in it. So I dude. like
5: these hot, confident homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that weirdo over there not getting naked on the twister mat with a bunch of dudes.
4: That guy that's sitting over there, just kind of looking at people frowning, like that Taking dude. Cell
5: phone photos. That
4: dude's got to be gay. It's like these other guys are completely latently homosexual, know. <laughs> you know, with their semi erect penises playing naked They're twister. Like Roman gladiators, all oiled up. I gotta admire their confidence. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know this dude definitely understands the uh, thought process of most women. Mm-hmm.
5: He's really got. He's, he's really got down, it down. Yeah, and you're gonna get.
2: And goddamn, uh, girls honestly don't give a shit about the size of your dick, just how you use it. You're a
4: bunch of <laughs> Okay, well there you go. We're a bunch. Here's of a newsflash,
5: by the way. Girls do give a shit about the size of your dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that's something they say to like because girls don't want to com- like completely crush your ego. So that's something they say when they look at your little, small,
4: tiny dick. And you have sex with them once because they're right. just going, they're just being nice. They're going to placate you. They're going to have sex, but then you're not going to hear, hear from them again. And then you're right. going to complain to your friend being like, you know, I texted her. She never texted me back. Well, you well she's why? telling
5: her friends, he's got a really he's tiny dick. He's got a tiny
4: dick. Yeah, that's why. Like a baby dick. <laughs> uh, this guy called back um, with, a, with a follow-up.
1: All right, I mean, that was uh, this was an angry guy that called back called a minute ago. My bad. I just realized you guys are gonna make fun of me on air because I was super stoned and angry and rain and traffic. But uh, I want uh, I love you guys. You guys provide me at my Monday morning entertainment, and thank you for it. <clears throat> but essentially, you, even you, self self broken, confident, fucking old men. At 16, if a mom uh, would, uh, said to, to play Naked Twister, you'd fucking do it. Even even now, and that's what, what I wanted to say, because you, you'd fucking do it, man. At that age, you definitely wouldn't. If you, did, if you didn't, you're a spineless pussy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, happy 420. I'm fucking stone driving to work in a whole shit on the rain, so fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm going
4: wow you know what i hope he doesn't clean the oven at the tuna factory
5: that's a good euphemism right
4: (laughs) clean the oven at the tuna factory
5: no my wife just got here i gotta clean the old tuna oven out
4: (laughs) i gotta clean the oven at the tuna factory um yeah you know do you remember the last job you can get stoned at at work yeah (laughs)
5: <laughs> it was a long time ago,
4: so I can't even you know what? The last job I could get stoned at at work was the movie theater mm. that I worked at I was a an yeah, usher
5: stacking the fruit uh the fruit market uh stock was the last one for me. I, I
4: definitely at my age now do not have a job that I could get stoned at every day at work. Actually,
5: oh. I was a maintenance person in at the one of those buildings in college that you could definitely be stoned there too.
4: I can't even really be hung over at my job. It'd be too conspicuous. <laughs> you know, I've had jobs where I can do that, like be really hungover. You got to be
5: massively hungover at your job at least like once a month. In my yeah, opinion. no,
4: I am. I'm like, there's at least one time every month that I am kind of hungover and self conscious about it, but I try to limit those experiences. <laughs> once
5: a year, you can be so hungover that you call it sick. These are my these are my proclamations.
4: <laughs> but you know, the thing is, at our age. It doesn't become something like you can go tell your, you know, your coworkers. you're like, dude, I'm so hungover. And they're going to be like, yeah, that's fucking rad. You're awesome. High five. Now it's like, you you might want to seek help.
5: <laughs> they're like, I went to my child's play last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Uh, what
4: were you doing? Tuesday night and you're drinking till 4 a.m. Were you watching some sporting event? No.
1: <laughs> I was just getting fucking shit faced at the bar. There aren't even any TVs there.
4: What do you think this dude does for a living? Uh,
5: I, I have, you know,
4: I'm going to say Best Buy. He works at Best Buy.
5: That seems like a job, uh, where when I ever go, I go to Best Buy, everybody seems
4: super baked. They seem very stoned to me every time I ever go there. And yeah. Ask Hi, the I need
5: a new keyboard for my computer. Uh, I think they're over there.
4: <laughs> Thanks bud. My favorite is like, so which is a better laptop like this one or this one? And they're like, uh, hold on a second. And then they go get an iPad and then they look it up and they're like, it says this one. <laughs> it's like no fucking shit, dude. I could look it up on my phone.
5: I could actually order this and have it delivered to my house in one day.
4: I don't trust you in a naked Twister game, Best Buy employee.
5: Oh. <laughs> he might, what, he might do is slip it in your tuna hole?
4: That's what, I wonder. That's what I'm wondering. Like this guy thinks that we're a bunch of uh, uh, faggots for not playing naked Twister with him. But I don't know if I trust him. In his Best Buy outfit.
5: I just like this uh, theoretical situation where you and I, at our age, there's some <laughs> mom that's commanding us to play naked twister, and we're just like, okay,
4: yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I guess I can kind of. I see better his... get a
5: bang you later, though. Oh, by the way, the mom is younger than me. <laughs> She's like thirty-six.
4: What I see happening in this situation, like they're 16 to 19 years old. I can see the mom doing it just to make fun of the guys all playing naked twister amongst themselves with no the women involved.
5: Is the 36 year old mom commanding me as a 40 year old to play naked twister with a bunch of 16 year old dudes? Cause that's even creepier.
4: I think he's saying that if we're 40 year old men now, and we're discussing this, but if we were 16 at that time and a mom that the hot mom at 36 was like, go play naked twister with these guys and then I'll fuck you that mm. he's saying that we would have done it.
5: The quid pro quo of then I'll fuck you changes it quite a bit, you have to admit.
4: Oh, yeah. No, definitely, especially at that age. Then I'm like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I mean, if you, if you think about how many girls I had fucked at that age, <laughs> then it's is like, she going sure. to, Is she
5: going to fuck me specifically or every, every dude playing Naked Twister? Because then that changes it back in the other direction. Then I'm like, eh, I don't think so.
4: You know, I'm thinking there's going to be a train this one. Yeah, I don't want to do the train. <laughs> All aboard. Unless
5: I'm, unless I'm
4: the, the engine. All aboard the, the train. Front. Yeah, you're going to be the caboose. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks, angry stone kid, for calling in. Um, people can call the sick and wrong hotline here, 206-666-3846. iTunes, best way to listen to the show, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate that. Boost exposure. I'm not quite sure where our rankings are these days because I haven't looked in a while, but we always do really well in the UK one and the one in Canada. So, <laughs> anyway, help us out in the US. Just go, uh, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and comment.
5: Canadians know way more about humor and comedy than the
4: Americans. Like they say. definitely look at Kids in the Hall. Look at SCTV, yeah. Um, the Sick Facebook page. Uh, sign up, join up, like, participate. It's uh, There's a lot of... Uh, it's become like this forum now for all sorts of uh, hilarity. So you can go to uh, facebook.com slash podcast. Also, uh, I'm still running that deal. I'm surprised at how many people have actually have actually bought, we're almost out of prints. Like we still have a few shirts left, but we're almost out of prints. So right now, if you go to com slash store, you buy a t-shirt, I'm gonna throw in a print and a couple stickers. So um, yeah, get a quad OT, get a, a print of us wearing the quad OT. Those prints aren't gay at all.
5: It's really, I mean, I'll, it's everything you could hope for. <laughs> yeah,
4: Those prints are about as gay as Naked Twister. Um, but yeah, just go to store slash a T and I'm going to send you a print. And finally here, Sigarong song of the week was sent in from Kim from Norway. She goes, here's a good song for next week's show. You know, Wackley, I bet you you would like this, this band here. They're called Shark Muffin. And the song is called Mermaid Sex Slave. But you know, they remind me of that band that... Uh, you like those chick rock bands, like Best Coast? Didn't you, don't you like Best Coast?
5: Yeah, there's a, that's a good one. L7 is good.
4: Yeah, this is a good chick rock band. It's kind of that same right. sound. I as, uh, yeah, love so, bands. Uh, Shark, yeah, you'd be a big fan of this one.
5: I like um, all bands are just amazing.
4: I like the name here, Mermaid Sex Slave, too. So uh, thanks, Kim, for sending that in. We're going to end the show here with uh, Shark Muffin, Mermaid Sex Slave. People will be back next week with episode 42. Till then. Take a Susie. Good night.
0: Hemingway's and Faulkner's coming from?
3: Prisons. (laughs) I think that most of today's writers are coming from the straining, compacted bowels of that beast we call the American penal system. These men have lived. They've suffered, they've maimed, they've killed. They've written some stunning books.
2: Without a doubt, Anything by a Prisoner is an automatic bestseller. I tell aspiring writers if you commit a crime, we'll talk.